When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back into Patriots Press Pass. You had to deal with just myself last week, my big fat head on the screen. But now we have my friend Taylor Kyles from CLMS Media back with us for week 18 to close out the 2023-24 regular season with our betting preview here on Patriots Press Pass, powered by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Get ahead, 150 bucks in bonus bets. Um, Taylor? Happy week 18. How was your first season on the beat? Uh, it was interesting. Um, didn't expect it to go the way it did, but I mean, like we always say, best job in the world. So, uh, exactly. you know, feel, feel really lucky. It's uh, And it's not over yet. We, uh, I feel like the, uh, not the worst, what's, what's a better word? The most uh, eventful may be yeah. yet to come. So, you know, I'm, I'm strapped in. Yeah, for sure. And that's where we're going to start this one. We're going to start with the Patriots because they do host the Jets on Sunday. The Patriots are favored in this one by one and a half points, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. The total is 30 and a half points, a very extremely low 30 and a half uh, due to probably the inept offenses mixed in with the uh, storm nor'easter, whatever you want to call it, that is approaching this Sunday. So we're getting snow. Uh, bring your snowshoes when you go down there, Taylor. I know you were out in LA for the last yeah. few years, so uh, you got to get <laughs> got to get used to the snow. So Friendly Patriots one and a half point, yeah. Patriots one and a half point favorites. Low thirty and a half total. Uh, potentially Bill Belichick's last game. No Zach Wilson. Trevor Simeon starting. Belichick hates the Jets. There's probably no love lost in that uh, in that relationship with him out in New York. So uh, we've been down there all week. We're heading down there today. It's Friday as we record this um, to kind of get what could be the last breath of what is the Bill Belichick era in New England. First and foremost, before we get to the game itself, I'll ask you for it all, but tell me first what you think, if this is it for Bill Belichick in New England, and then what do you make of the game and can the Patriots pull it out in uh, potentially his last one? Yeah, Andrew Callahan and Doug Kite of the Boston Globe uh, released a really it was a lot of things that we kind of had an idea about, but there were also a lot of illuminating nuggets in a piece that they released uh, sure. yesterday. I had Doug on, Pat's Daily, if you want to check that out. I kind of got a little bit more insight from him into what was going on. But it really painted a picture of Belichick just being irrationally stubborn, mm -hmm. where, you know, Bill O'Brien wasn't allowed to build his own staff. Um, you know, Adrian Clem was kind of a square peg in a round hole because after his entire interview process, he comes in and starts installing, you know, techniques and having philosophies that people didn't expect that didn't really match with what they wanted initially, which is like, okay, then what did you talk about? Right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, how, how are you not aware that this is what he was going to do, which was really strange. Um, so yeah, and and then obviously just the offense's ineptitude is squarely on Bill. Um, I think Tom Brady, Matt, Tom Brady, Gronk, and Julian Edelman, and they had a good offensive line largely because of Scar and his influence. So that masks a lot of some of the other deficiencies elsewhere on the team. And then you know Brady's last season, you started to see them start creeping up, and it's really you know you had the bright spot in 2021 Max rookie season, but really other than that, it's been pretty terrible um defense obviously he's fantastic hands-on coach if he could come back strictly as like a guy who was like hey i'm defense and bill o'brien like you do your thing on offense 
absolutely bring him back. The guy can still coach the hell out of a football team, prepare the hell out of a football team, see more football than anybody, all that jazz. And I actually think his defense has evolved with the times, mm-hmm. um, which he deserves a lot of credit for. But, 100%. I mean, if he still wants to be the general manager, if he still wants to have the final say, and even if it's like some level of final say, but, you know, even just stepping back, but if he's just going to go about this as business as usual, which I'm not even sure he could do because Kraft overruled him and forced him to hire Bill O'Brien when he wanted to keep Matt Patricia, which is like, you know, I understand that Matt Patricia wasn't in an ideal situation, but right. and even Kraft was like, yeah, he was kind of essentially said he was set up to fail. Um, you know, so things like that make me think that, yeah, he's not coming back unless we really see an about face in terms of his humility, which, you know, when you win six Super Bowls just with this team, that's going to be a pretty hard thing to just predict. So, yep. yeah, I, based on all that, unfortunately, I do think it'll be Bill's last game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, it, just exactly what you said. Like, I, I've I've waffled on this. I've gone back and forth because of all the things you mentioned. You know, the defense is great and they have evolved and he has shown an ability mm-hmm. to sort of listen to those guys and, uh, take that into it in another direction, but the offense is just so, so backwards. And it, it, you're right. Like he, he wants all this power, but then he does have to concede the craft on the O'Brien thing. And then the, the Clem stuff where they want him to be a Skarnecchia clone. And then he brings his, his own stuff. And the way Doug, Doug and Andrew really did a phenomenal job in that piece. And it really yeah. did shed a ton of light on like, you know, all of the dysfunction. And that's why, you know, going into this week, I was like, maybe Bill can still, you know, sweetheart and charm himself in that meeting that is now reportedly going to be on Monday with the crafts. But after reading what's going on in that building the last year, I just I'm with you. I I, I can't see them bringing him back and thinking that, oh, let's just change a few things and it'll be OK, because that's sort of what they did last year. And it obviously didn't happen. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. with you in that boat. I think this is Bill's last game. So given that, does he beat the Jets in his final game? I think so, and that's squarely because of the Jets' complete ineptitude. Now, I do think that – on offense, at least. I do think that, you know, Bailey Zappi played coy and was like, we're treating this like any other game. But then right before that, he had said that they wanted to play hard, you know, because guys are leaving. And, you know, there's that element, obviously, that teams are never going to be the same. You want to put good things on tape. You want to play for each other. You know, this team isn't going to roll over. They've worked way too hard for the last week of the season to be the time that they throw in the towel. Uh, but – uh, but with Bill Belichick, I mean, you had David Andrews. Like, I keep bringing this up because it's, clearly they hear it because he hugged Bill Belichick yep. and said, we wanted that one for you when they won in Denver. After Pittsburgh, Jabril Peppers was saying he didn't appreciate the flack that Bill was getting and praised him. You know, players still like Bill um, in terms of how he prepares them and they respect him and, you know, what he how he helps them grow as football players. Dietrich Wise saying that it's like getting a PhD in football yeah. and a master's at the same time. Um so I, I think they're going to win, but that's also because the Jets are last in EPA per play, uh, last in uh, e- positive EPA rate, which consistency and explosiveness. Um, they're just really, really bad. They're banged up offensive line. Zach Wilson, he's been terrible against the Patriots. I actually wasn't awful in week three. Give him you know, his credit. He wasn't the turnover machine he usually is. But he's shown flashes of you know being at least able to make things competitive. And he's going to miss. I think it's a fourth straight game with a concussion. I don't know if it's really with the concussion or what if they just, you know, don't want to play him. But um, I just don't see how the Jets score any points. Like when Trevor Simeon was not named the starter, but when it was uh, released, the news that Zach Wilson wasn't going to play. It's like, yeah, I think there's a decent chance the Patriots just shut them out because that's it's yeah. still a really good defense. And in bad weather, like your best bet is probably Brees Hall. And they have the best run defense of the past decade exactly. for the Patriots. So, yeah, unless the Patriots turn the ball over and just keep giving the Jets the ball in their own territory, I 
One, I, I think it's going to hit the under. I thought 30 and a half even was kind of high, considering, again, I don't think the Jets are going to score any points. So I don't think the Patriots are going to score 30. So, you know, something's got to give there. So, yeah, I would put the under for this game, and I think the Patriots are going to win purely because the Jets just have nothing uh, nothing on offense outside of their two-star players who can't get anything done because the offensive line is always hurt and the quarterback situation is a mess right now. I'm 100% with you. I think the Patriots win this one. I think it is low scoring as well. I have it tabbed at 9-7, but the more I think about it, I think I'm going to go with 9-6 because I, I'm with you. I don't mm -hmm. think the Jets are going to score a touchdown. I'll go with two field goals, three field goals from Chad. Uh, Patriots are playing for more. As much as they're not – I know, right? <laughs> Brian will love that one. Uh, as much as we're not – they're not – both teams aren't playing for anything because they're out of playoff contention, but the Jets know Salah's coming back. They know they're out of their quarterback. They know that – you know, they don't have to like prove anything here because they're just, you know, riding off into the sunset and have Aaron Rodgers coming back to them where the Patriots mm -hmm. kind of are playing for stuff. They have a bunch of guys in contract years. I know the Jets do too, but, you know, keeping it Patriots centric, they have guys that are playing for stuff and they're going to play for Bill Belichick. Like mm -hmm. as bad as that article is and was and is, you know, true about the dysfunction in that building, there are still guys that want to play for him. They're, they still do respect him as a football coach. And so final game for him potentially final game for a guy like Matt Slater potentially like I see them trying to ball out and in the snow I just uh, I'm with you the, the point you made is really good about the one way the Jets can win this game or they're gonna have to do it is through the run game and the Patriots run defense has been you know unstoppable all season so I'm going with the Patriots minus one and a half I'm also taking the under 30 and a half that's our spiel on the Patriots let's go backwards to Saturday because we have two Saturday Saturday games one in the afternoon one at night the first one is Steelers mm -hmm. at Ravens. The Steelers are favored by three and a half on the road in Baltimore, and the total is 34 and a half, uh, according to FanDuel. If the Steelers win, there's a chance they can get into the postseason. Uh, if they lose, I believe they can get in, but I think it's going to be a lot harder of a road for them. They're going to start Mason Rudolph. Kenny Pickett, I believe, is the backup. And for the Ravens, they're resting a bunch of guys. Odell Beckham's not playing. I don't believe Zay Flowers is playing. Lamar Jackson's out. Tyler Huntley gets the start, who has been good. He's been kind of up and down, though. Like, he, he had a good stretch, mm -hmm. and then he kind of fell off. So they're going back up. Steelers have a real chance to uh, to win this one and help themselves get into the postseason. So with them being favored by three and a half, uh, what do you make of this matchup? Do the Steelers <clears> give themselves a chance, or do the Ravens, even with their backups, uh, take down Pittsburgh at home? Yeah, I just with the Mike Tomlin coach team, like obviously this season's been a little funky, but they've gotten a little bit better with Mason Rudolph. So yeah, this is such a weird game that I don't want to overthink it. Like, yeah, the Ravens are missing their like a lot of firepower. Let's be real here. It's probably not going to be um, the toughest sledding as talented as they are for the Steelers. So yeah, I think the Steelers win. I think three points is pretty fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think, uh, Again, just I really use the what are you playing for in week 18 to kind of determine mm -hmm. how I think these games, how these games are going to go because Baltimore's locked into the one seed. They don't have to do anything. They're going to run, go through the motions. It's almost like reverse tanking where like these are the games where guys will pull up and they'll run the ball 50 times and they just want to get the hell out of there and get to the postseason. And so uh, I like the Steelers. I think they they look a little bit better with Rudolph under center at quarterback. Um and you're right, the Mike Tomlin team, just it, it just means more. I do think that he, you know, he gets a bad rap as far as, you know, oh, we should fire Mike Tomlin. And I feel like people outside of New England are probably saying that about Belichick too, but uh, I really do. I think they fight hard and they, they play for him. So uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers minus three and a half. And I think I like the over 34 and a half too, because um, I just, I feel like it's going to be uh, a little bit higher scoring. I don't think, you know, Ravens defense is obviously good, but if they're sitting guys, 
Rudolph has to get in the postseason. Like they're going to score some points. So I'm going to go with the Steelers minus three and a half. I'm going to go over 34 and a half. Uh, before we get to Saturday night, Texans at Colts, the AFC South Championship game. Uh, let's take a quick listen to our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, our sponsors. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. That's FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston. 150 bucks bonus bets. Uh, and that's where you can bet on Texans at Colts because that's where we go for the Saturday night matchup. Uh, the Houston Texans behind rookie CJ Stroud are one and a half point favorites on the road taking on Indianapolis. A high total this time. We're approaching the 50s here, Taylor, after two low ones in the 30s. 47 and a half. Um, two good offenses, two decent defenses. But, I mean, I think these games, you know, Especially for Houston, you want to talk about their offense because CJ Stroud, rookie of the year, uh, Tank Dell's out for the season, but he's been awesome. Like Nico Collins looks good all of a sudden. Like that, you know, that Bobby Slowick offense with CJ Stroud under center has really uh has really been the the story for the AFC South. But Indy, they lose their rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, earlier in the season with the shoulder injury. And here comes Gardner Minshew, one game away from a playoff berth uh for the Colts. And so this is a de facto AFC South championship game. The winner wins the con oh, the winner wins the division and makes the postseason. Uh, like I said, Texans underdogs on the road. Uh, who do you think wins? Do you think Texans win it on the road, or do you think Indianapolis takes it? Yeah, I think the Texans. C.J. Stroud versus Gardner Minshew. Like, yeah, this is another one. I'm not overthinking this. I think the Colts have, like, a solid front. Yeah. Um, I think they'll keep it competitive-ish. But, yeah, C.J. Stroud, baby. I'm putting my money on the key. Yeah, we talk about uh, that that indie front, I feel like, a lot. It's not really in the front. I just always find a way to squeeze DeForest Buckner into these uh, these uh, shows, yeah. I think, because he is. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. As you should. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's just a freaking beast. That guy, like, he, he mucks up games. He's, like, 6'9". He could probably play power forward in the NBA right now. Like, he's just – I just love him as a football player. So whenever I get a chance to plug DeForest Buckner into the show, I will. Um, I do think he might make it mm. tough for C.J. Stroud in this game. But at the end of the day, I'm with you. I think uh, if uh, – I try and look at it as like a, you know, into the into the future a little bit with Anthony Richardson and what they have in Indy. Like if Minshew wins this game and they go and make some noise in the postseason, I know they're not going to like get rid of Anthony Richardson and roll with Gardner Minshew. But he makes the conversation that mm. much harder in the offseason. You know, what do we do? It's like the, the Nick right. Foles thing with, with Philly. And they ultimately went to Wentz and yep. whatever. But like – it, it, it's fun. It's interesting. So I don't think that's going to happen. However, I'm going to go with CJ Stroud. I'm going to go with the Texans. Uh, and I'm going chalky with uh, with the favorites and the overs here, but I like for over 47 and a half too. I think this could be a sneaky high scoring game. I think, because okay. again, I, you said Stroud versus Minshew. I like what Minshew's done this year. I think that he's just kind of like a ballsy quarterback. And, you know, I, I've always said mm -hmm. he kind of deserves to start in this league at one way or another. And he, he showed it this year. Uh, so I like the points. I'm going to go over 47 and a half. Uh, let's move on to Sunday because there are games on this slate uh, that continue to mean stuff, not only for the playoffs, but also for uh, draft positions. So let's go to Bears at Packers, Taylor, because um, the Bears, 
they're sort of playing in that, you know, they've won a couple now and Justin Fields looks good. And this isn't really a draft order thing. It's more so I'm watching the Bears because I want to see how Justin Fields looks in week 18. If he goes out and shines and wins another game, he makes the Bears' decision at the number one overall pick that much more difficult. Do they take Marvin Harrison Jr. at one? Do they trade out? Do they sell the pick? Do they take Caleb and trade Justin Fields? So um, even though, you know, the game doesn't matter, like, I guess, seeding-wise and postseason-wise, I'm just – I'm watching Fields and see how they ultimately make that decision this offseason. And then the Packers – uh, I believe they can make the playoffs if they win and, and some other things happen. So they've sort of been a roller coaster this year on offense. But Jordan Love seems to have his mojo back. He played awesome last week. So uh, Packers are at home at Lambeau Field this one. The spread is Packers minus three, uh, and the total is 45 at FanDuel. So first, before I get your pick on the game, I kind of want to get your thoughts on the Bears situation that I just mentioned and uh, where you think this can go and what can what can Fields do to to make their decision that much tougher this, this weekend. Yeah, so JT O'Sullivan at the QB school, like he's my go-to when I really want to understand what the hell's going on on the on the football field in terms of quarterbacks. Because he played in the league, he does a tremendous job, and he seems to believe in Justin Fields. Like he was mentioning in the last game, how if a quarterback shows you know solid anticipation where the where the receivers like kind of turning out of his route, but he hasn't fully declared or fully broken, and then it's like all right, that's little a anticipation where you know it's not the craziest thing in the world, but you know you're not throwing to a guy who's already out of his route. As opposed to like before the receiver even looks at the quarterback, if he's throwing it, that's like big A anticipation. There was a throw where he just goes big A, big A, big A, big A. And those are things that you don't really expect from Justin Fields because everyone just thinks of him as more of a runner and a guy who can only throw. And like an ad libber Um, and not someone who plays in plays in right, yeah, yeah, in the system, whatever. Right. And, and it seems like he's finally starting to get complimentary play calling for uh, what his strengths are, like the downfield passing, yes, and like the rhythmic stuff, you know, can be a little hit or miss, but you play to a guy's strengths, and I think that's starting to happen. I think he's showing that, especially with DJ Moore, like they've got good chemistry. I feel like if they want a Marvin Harrison Jr., like go ahead and get your guy. I uh, I like that opportunity for them and how that could really help push Fields game because then you really unlock something downfield with Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. on the outside. You don't know what they're going to do with Darnell Mooney necessarily. Right. Um, yeah, I like Fields. I do think that they'll – maybe I think they'll give him another year. Okay. I do. Um, to that point, I think this is going to be a competitive game. Um, because Jordan Love obviously is playing really well this year. Um, contract year for him as well, where he kind of had to prove it. I think he's going to earn himself a nice contract yeah. this offseason. Um, I think I think the Packers pull it out at home. Really, this is just one of those things where I'm not sure where it's going to go, so I'm going to default to the yeah. home team. But I think it could be high scoring, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take All the right. points. He's taking the Packers minus three. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite because I'm rooting for Justin Fields because I want the Patriots to get a quarterback. So mm-hmm. I don't want Chicago to be tempted with Caleb Williams, the number one. So for my rooting interest, I'm going to bet on and root for Chicago in this one because they have played well. I think they've won like four out of the last five or something that don't quote me on that, but they're, they're mm-hmm. rolling and Fields is playing well. Like, he, like you mentioned, um, he, you know, he's played well, not only as an ad libber, but in structure. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Bears plus three, and I'm going to go under 45 because it's a little high for two teams that, you know, it's a classic NFC North matchup between the Bears and the Packers that could be like a 20 mm. to 17 game. That's just, you know, tennis match back and forth, defense, defense. So uh, I'm on pa- I'm on Bears plus three, Taylor's on Packers minus three, and I'm on the under 45. Uh, before we get to our final two Sunday games uh, to finish off our Patriots press pass season, let's listen to our friends over at SeatGeek. 
I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets, and with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. All right, final two games before we finish the regular season here on Press Pass. Uh, a reminder to stay tuned into, uh, obviously, the YouTube channel here all postseason long because me and Taylor are going to break down every single playoff game, uh, wild card, divisional round, conference championships, and the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll do our pay, our Super Bowl props. We'll do a full show on that. So make sure you stay tuned, locked in, and uh, subscribe to Patriots Press Pass here on YouTube. But uh, before we sign off for the final time in the regular season, let's go rapid fire. Final two games I want to look at. Uh, first one is Cowboys at Commanders. Cowboys are on the road and they're nearly two touchdown favorites, minus 13 and a half. Uh, the total is 47 and a half. And the reason I'm watching this game, as I'm sure you know, is because the Patriots draft order really matters here on what happens with the Commanders. Uh, the Commanders mm -hmm. are sitting a lot of guys. Uh, I believe they're still starting Sam Howell at quarterback, but I could be wrong. Do you know if it's Jacoby? I think Jacoby Brissett's still hurt. Okay. I, can I think you're right. Quick, so so they're going to go hurt. with Sam Howell, but Ron Rivera is all but out of a job. Uh, so they have no reason to win this game, and that is why they're two touchdown dogs. Cowboys, obviously. Jacoby practiced fully on Thursday real quick, just saying that, throwing that out. All right. Yeah, he, so he was a full participant. That's so. very interesting. So yeah. I, I don't know who's starting a quarterback, Taylor. I don't believe you have any, uh, any idea either, really. But regardless, a big game for the Patriots and a game that doesn't matter at all for the Commanders. So – uh, can Washington pull out against Dallas, who's still sort of fighting for, for their own right in the NFC East, or is this just going to be a, a butt-kicking by uh, by the Cowboys? It's going to be a Cowboys butt-kicking because the commanders are shamelessly tanking. They're they're acting like they're in the playoffs and resting their veterans or whatever. So um, I made the mistake of thinking that the Cowboys weren't going to blow out an inferior team just because it's the mm -hmm. NFL. I'm not doing that again. I think they're still going to play their starters, even if it's just like what the Patriots did in 2014 that week against yep. Buffalo where they played Brady for a half and then brought in Jimmy. Whatever it is, even the Cowboys backups against the commanders backups, like I think we all know who's favored there. So, yeah. Another don't overthink it. Cowboys are going to steamroll the commanders. All right. Taylor's taking the boys with the points. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what? They're going to give Patriots fans a heart attack. The the, the commanders are. They're going to keep it close <laughs> and lose. So for whatever reason, I don't know why, besides the fact that uh, I know they're going to toy with Patriots fans. I'm going to take the commanders with the points, 13 and a half. But Dallas ultimately wins, and the Patriots still land at, like, the third pick when it's all said and done. So I'm going commanders with the points, but I think Dallas wins. Uh, over under 47.5, I'm taking the over because let's root for complete yeah. chaos. Points, points, points. Commanders lose by 135-34, something stupid like that. So let's close this thing out with the AFC East Championship game on Sunday night football. Bills at Dolphins. 
Uh, let me find the odds because I just lost them. And the Bills are two and a half point favorites on the road in Miami. Miami is a home dog at plus two and a half. The total is 48 and a half, expecting a high scoring game between two high powered offenses. Um, I guess, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to tee it up with really what what to say between about this game besides the fact that it is for the AFC East. The winner or the loser can can still get in the playoffs. Uh, I know Miami will get in, I'm pretty sure, if they lose, but the Bills will need some help. Um, so what do you make of it? Mm-hmm. Do you think the Bills win at, on the road? Do you think the Dolphins win at home and take care of business? Uh, what do you make of the matchup? I think this is going to be Bills. Now, they've obviously been streaky. They barely beat the Patriots, which, like, Patriots defense, sure. Uh, but then, you know – he couldn't take advantage of some really, really good plays by their defense and the Dolphins. So Bradley Chubb is unfortunately out for the season with the yep. knee injury. Xavier Howard didn't participate for the past two days. Raheem Mostert has participated for the past two days. Jalen Waddle has participated for the past two days. You don't know how much of that is them just wanting to play cautious, knowing that this is an important uh, division matchup. Right. But, you know, especially because the Dolphins just got blown out last week. Um, I, I feel like I can't not say the Bills. I, again, I – I don't like putting my money on them <clears throat> because they've been so streaky. Um, if I were personally, you know, I, I would avoid this game because yeah, uh, there's just so many kind of funky factors going on. But yeah, I think the Bills can win. And if they do win, I think they're going to cover. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on the fact that I don't want to touch the game. So I don't know what I want for the spread. I know yeah. I want the over because yeah. it's just an over weekend, just, you know, crazy games, week 18, right. draft orders, playoff, you know, seedings change from, you know, 4 p.m. on Saturday until 8 p.m. on Sunday. So that's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for mm-hmm. chaos because I can't wait to cover this weekend in the NFL, not only from you know all the playoff scenarios, but with the Patriots and Bill Belichick and all of it. So I'm going to take the over. And as I ramble on, I'm going to go with the Dolphins plus two and a half because okay. let's just roll. They got blown out last weekend. They have something to prove. Um, so Dolphins win at home or at least cover plus two and a half. So uh, with that being said, that is it for myself and Taylor Kyles for the season. Like I said before, we're going to be back all postseason long. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe here on Patriots Press Pass. Check out all of uh, Taylor's work at clnsmedia.com. Follow along with him on Twitter at tkyles39. And uh, if you want to listen to me rant and rave about the Patriots, you can too at Mike Cadlick on Twitter. And uh, you can read all my work at weei.com. So uh, until next week, until uh, Wild Card Weekend, we'll see you all soon. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, thanks for watching.